Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody welcome in to another victory monday a shirts and hats victory monday edition of underground sports philadelphia it's episode number 497 kb and pitts coming at you the host with the most the people's champ we're gonna get into everything nfl but we're obviously gonna be talking about the birds clinching the one seed clinching the nfc east and the NFC playoffs go through the link. We're also going to dive into the Philadelphia Phillies big trade this weekend uh, with the Detroit Tigers. And uh, well, obviously, I have Pitt's power rankings and whatever else comes to mind, you know, throughout the show. We'll, we'll discuss it. We'll talk it. Uh, and you can join the conversation when you follow us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter, Instagram. You can follow Pitts on Twitter at pat underscore pits and at pitsy 35 on instagram and you can follow me on twitter at kbizzl 311 and kbizzle 11 on the igs uh make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcasts we're there leave those five star ratings and reviews it goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow as we are in year five looking to bring this thing to the gosh darn moon hitting those charts getting those reviews and obviously when we hit you know review milestones and stuff we'll be reading the reviews on the show we've done it once we'll do it again but we got to hit those milestones uh and of course subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia that's where you get full video episodes of every single podcast live streams original content card openings we're doing it all on the youtube currently at 352 youtube subscribers need to get to 1k help us get to a thousand subscribe subscribe so if you love the philadelphia eagles subscribe 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 uh and make sure you guys go get your merch as well phi apparel company they're our official merch providers and they are the best in the game They've got shirts, and they've got official Underground Sports Philadelphia shirts and hoodies. New hoodie drop just happened this past Thursday. It's officially out there. We're going to officially roll them out on uh, Monday morning, so you'll see everything. But they are sweet. They are sweet. I can't wait. They are, they are nice. I'll give you a wicked nice. Uh, wicked nice, dude. They're super, super nice, man. Uh and you guys can go to phiapparel.co, use code UNDERGROUND, you get 10% off a brand new Underground Sports Philadelphia hoodie. These are never-before-seen designs. Uh, we've never had these out at any of our old merch partners or anything. These are brand new, first edition hoodies, first drop. So if you get them, you're part of the first drop to have these hoodies. Uh, phiapparel.co, use code UNDERGROUND. Get ready for the Eagles playoffs, rocking your merch. 
It's the best and most effective and direct way to support us here by getting your merch. So go get your merch, phiapparel.co. Pitts, the birds. The birds are going to the playoffs. The Philadelphia Eagles clinched the one seed. They're going to host the whole NFC shebang. It's all going through the link. They, they won the division. They're getting shirts and hats. I'm going to go down to the Eagles Pro Shop tomorrow, my lunch break, you know, after I'm done laying down slabs of concrete in the cold, you know, working my ass off. Uh, and I'm going to go down to the Pro Shop and, uh, you know, Delco Dads everywhere. We're going to go get our, our Philadelphia Eagles 2022 NFC East Championship merch. And then we're going to go to the playoffs and we're going to run the fucking table and we're going to Arizona, okay? You, you laying slabs of concrete. You work at Staples. <laughs> no, Delco Dads everywhere. The only job we got, we work harder than anybody. Only person that works harder than us is Jalen Hurts because that guy is a dude, okay? He's out there. You know who else works harder than us a little bit because he kind of gets down and dirty like we do? That boy Hassan Reddick. He's out there grinding. He should win the NFC Defensive Player of the Year, just like Jalen Hurts is going to win the MVP. Pace. The, the Eagles went 14-1 with Jalen Hurts starting at quarterback this year, okay? That Gardner Minshew, he lost those other two games. That guy... He was shaky and flaky. He he cost us a couple games. We could we could have clinched the division. We could have clinched the NFC number one seed weeks ago. But you know we had to start Gardner Minshew. Only Gardner I stand is Jim Gardner, best action news anchor to ever come through this city ever. Shout out Jimmy Gardner. I'm just I'm happy to see you happy because while you get to enjoy your Eagles in a well deserved playoff number one seed all that jazz. Um, I'm watching a meaningless game uh, of my Detroit Lions. And on top of that, I got to watch the Patriots get spanked by the Bills after the a week after the DeMar Hamlin stuff. Uh, so you know there was no chance in hell, to quote my boy Vinny back, uh, that they were winning that game. And that meant that their playoff hopes were up. So, um uh, for the time, I am uh, we're go birds. Uh, it's gay birds always and twice on Sundays, it's, dude. It's go birds. Like they're so good to watch. They're such a complete football team. You watch them play. Like I watched that AJ Brown catch today. I forget what it was like. Hey, you talking about a downtown AJ Brown? Downtown AJ Brown downfield, and I just was chanting da na 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 Batman. Like that boy was flying down there like he was in the Batmobile. God. Dude, it was it was incredible. Like, AJ Brown was out there looking like Christian Bale, ready to fight the Joker. Like, yeah, yeah, those Joker cleats on too. That Nickelodeon slime green. You see those cleats AJ was wearing. Davis Webb is a Joker. That man, first off, all time performance for the Giants to say we're gonna sit Daniel Jones to rest our mediocre golden boy. Do you want to and joke? we're going to bring in the not only the king of mediocrity, but the prophet of it in Davis Webb. Like the most like we're going to give a guy a paycheck to not give Daniel Jones a one. And like it didn't matter if they want or lost like at all. I'm going to give you incredible. I'm going to give you the ultimate satisfaction here. I need it after the loss I've seen today. Some former lion on former lion action happened in the Eagles Giants oh. game. 
Oh, okay. Uh, I like this. And you're going to laugh even harder when I say this. So, Kenny Galladay finally oh, showed up and too. caught a touchdown on Darius Slay. Yeah. Do you want to laugh? That touchdown cost the Giants $72 million. No way. That is the first touchdown Kenny Galladay has caught in a Giants uniform. <laughs> And he's probably going to get cut after the year. That's just... A $72 million touchdown. Dude, talk about... I remember when he hit free agency, and I was like, they they either need to lock him up now and sign him, or he's going to get the bag because he deserves it. And boy, was I wrong. That dude has he got the bag. one of the worst... Well, got the bag. But one of the worst work ethics I've ever seen. Did you see the video of him at training camp? Like jogging through drills, I have more energy going to make a sandwich upstairs when I get hungry than he did in drills. Like, you fucking kidding me? If I'm making seventy-two million dollars, I would give it my absolute all to give to show a piss poor effort or performance out there in the field. And you're gonna sit here, Kenny Holiday, catch one touchdown against arguably, I would say, one of the best quarters in the league right now in the most absurd catch possible. Like this wasn't like yeah. he beat him. And like wide open, whatever, like circus type catch yeah. that costs the team $72 million. Absolutely. Just, I died laughing watching that, honestly. I just I couldn't stop it. laughing. I loved it. Um, oh my God. So funny. The Eagles get the much needed dub that they've been waiting three weeks for. Um, Jalen Hurts looked perfectly fine, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, the, the offensive line was going to look a little shaky still with no Lane Johnson out there, but we'll see him in the postseason. Yeah. Um, Eagles' best record in franchise history to cap off this season. 14 wins is the most wins in Eagles history. The previous uh, record was tied with 2004 and 2017 when they won 13 games in both of those seasons. And Pitts, what did they do in both of those seasons? They played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Correct. They went to the Super Bowl. Um, so they broke a record there. They broke the single-season franchise record for points scored uh, in a season. And I don't know if they got it, but at one point during the broadcast, I don't know if they got any more sacks on Davis Webb. Um, the Eagles were two sacks away from tying the all-time NFL record for sacks in a season by a single team. If it if it stood where they were, the Eagles finished the year with seventy sacks as a team. That's that's incredible. Like that Which, is to put insane. it in perspective, last year the Eagles finished thirty first in sacks with twenty nine as a team. Seventy this year. For that's a team a that doesn't really ball. blitz either. Yeah, so as the Eagles fan here, what is the big difference that Cause this just massive talent, talent, talent. They they got more talent. Um, you look at the defensive line last year, Brandon Graham got injured early, was out. Brandon Graham comes like, there's an argument to be had. Brandon Graham could be the comeback player of the year this year. Will he be? I don't know because I don't know who else is up for it. But Brandon Graham tore his Achilles last year, early in the year, comes back and has 11 and a half sacks this year of a torn Achilles at age 34. That's in, that is incredible. That's unbelievable. Like that's yeah. a new career high, first time in his career he's ever had double digit sacks. Um, 
I hope he wins the Walter Payton Man of the Year award because he deserves to have that patch on his jersey for as long as he plays as well. Um, you look at you know Jordan Davis coming in being such a game changer in the run game, you know oh, stopping yeah. the run. You go out when Jordan Davis gets hurt and you bring in Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue, who have been very very good. You know for what yeah. they are at this stage of their career, they've been fantastic. Josh Sweat had a career year before getting hurt against the Saints, uh, but he will be back for the postseason. Uh, Fletcher Cox had a resurgent year this yeah, year because talent around him helped. Javon Hargrave was electric this year. Milton Williams had a great, you know, another year in this defensive scheme. Mm-hmm. And then when you bring in a guy like Hassan Reddick in free agency and you put talent around Hassan Reddick, which is something he did not have really in Carolina or Arizona, you see what Hassan Reddick's able to do. You got a double-team guys like a Brandon Graham or a Josh Sweat or you know somebody coming through the middle like a Javon Hargrave or Fletcher Cox that leaves lanes open for Hassan Reddick to come up with 16 or 17 sacks this year. Like There's an argument yeah. behind Nick Bosa that Hassan Reddick's the defensive player of the year. Um, it's crazy how phenomenal he was this year. And I think he will continue to be, uh, you know, signing Kaiser white was big in free agency. TJ Edwards had a great year this year in between both of those guys. Mm -hmm. And when you have an elite secondary, like the Eagles have had pretty much all year long with Darius Slay, James Bradbury coming in in free agency because the giants didn't want to pay him, uh, trading for CJ Gardner Johnson, Marcus Epps had a career year, and then Avante Maddox, when he was on the field and not injured, has been stellar, and Reed Blankenship stepping up as an undrafted free agent for C.J. Gardner-Johnson was phenomenal. So I think just the the exorbitant amounts of talent on this defense, there was no excuses anymore for Jonathan Gannon to be like, oh, I I don't have the players, you know, I I don't have the talent. You had the talent. And the talent speaks for itself and, and went out and performed this year. And I think that's going to be a big reason that allegedly, according to uh, Benjamin Albright on Twitter, friend of the program, he thinks Jonathan Gannon could be heading to the Houston Texans as their next head coach. Yeah, I I, I, I don't agree with the Texans letting Levy Smith go. I don't agree with them. I'm the same him... boat as you. I yeah. just think Lovey was brought in by the Texans as kind of a culture reset. He's Mm -hmm. a big culture guy, in my opinion, for the type of coach that he is. Experienced veteran guy has done so much in his coaching career and playing career when he was younger, you know, in high school, like he's a high school football state champion. Like he knows the game. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he was brought there to reset the culture post, uh, number four, leaving there and going to Cleveland. Um, I don't know if he'll make it out of this year. Again, it, it's not even really his fault. There's not. barely any talent on that team. Um, so that's something they need to start addressing is, you know, bringing in talent and figuring out how to, you know, lure in free agents. And you're in arguably the easiest division to win. Yeah. No, in the entire now, NFL. As of now, the AFC South is the wide open, wide open division in football. Like that is the biggest like turnstile. Like anybody could win that division now. I mean, the Jaguars are clearly above and away. We'll get to Dougie P as well. Yeah. Um, 
they're the best team in that division hands down right now. Um, but like the Texans, like I could see Gannon going to Houston and being the head coach there. Okay. You know, that's something that the Eagles are going to have to prepare for, especially, you know, with both of their coordinators being two top 10 candidates for head coaching positions. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that when the Eagles win the Super Bowl and we don't have to worry about anything because we won a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Look at the Rams. Yeah. Just win, baby. Uh, and then the same thing, you know, when you bring up Jonathan Gannon, what switched, I think the same thing happened on the offense. You brought in more talent. You know, the offensive line, another year together. That offensive line is all bias aside. They are the best offensive line in football. The synergy with that team is absolutely remarkable with that line. I mean, to, they are the best. To record a Christmas album and have it be that fire. The fact that Jeff Stoutland, shout out Stoutland University, has been able to do like the Lord's work. And I am not religious, but he has done the offensive Lord's work of turning Jordan Mailata into an all-pro left tackle. I mean, he's, he's a guy who is a seventh-round flyer pick who played rugby, who they thought was going to be a defensive end. They said, no, nah, let's switch you to the offensive side of the ball. And has become a franchise left tackle and has followed in the footsteps of a future Hall of Famer in Jason Peters. That's unbelievable. It is, it is remarkable. It really is remarkable. And when you have an offensive line like that, it lets Miles Sanders have a career year. It lets Boston Scott torch the New York Giants always and forever. Uh, and it lets He's Kenneth Gainwell. He's going to get today. Great. Dude, it's free money betting Boston Scott anytime touchdown against it, the Giants. It really is. Uh, it's unbelievable. He has nine or ten career touchdowns against the Giants in his entire NFL career. It's crazy. That's so insane. I'm going to – yeah, that is just – that's a wild stat. And then it's you have Devontae Smith last year, another year in this offense. Quez Watkins, another year in this offense and not having to be the number two receiver. And then you bring in one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Like, in your opinion, all bias aside, A.J. Brown is a blank, a top blank wide receiver. Ten. Uh, you And you can make the argument he's a top five. Yeah, you could. I just, I'm not, I don't want to. Like, right now, right like, now, you could say A.J. Brown is, like, the fourth best receiver in the NFL behind D-Hop, behind Cooper Cup. Jamar. Jamar Chase. Jamar, Justin Jefferson. And then I'd say A.J. is five. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for how explosive A.J. Brown can be. He gets downfield with that big frame, too. Like, be a guy, myself, who in my youth for a year and a half got the opportunity to root for Terrell Owens. A.J. Brown reminds me so much of T.O. There's a lot, yeah. I will say Big that. frame, but he's fast. He's quick. It's, it's very T.O. reminiscent. He uses body well. Yes. He uses like, body well when he's catching passes and positioning himself. I have noticed that. He's just so fun to watch. And, like, there's some wide receivers who have come out of college that are A.J. Brown's age this year. A.J.'s been in the league since, you know, 2018, 2019. Yeah. Come on. That's the similar thing. Like, Stetson Bennett, even though he's my guy, because same birthday, last name. Yeah. He's, like, Lamar Jackson's younger than him. And Lamar's been in the league since 2018. Experience, it's experience, know, it's, man. It's absolutely, experience when you're at this point, and that's what's going to help. 
Comment down below on YouTube uh, who you think the top five wide receivers in the NFL are. Because we could be forgetting somebody. Um, Like, you could put Mike Evans in there. But I think I would take A.J. Brown. He's been too consistent over since, like, every year with a 1,000 yards. Wait, let me check that. Like, but for instance, like, that that's consistency. That's exactly what you want out of a number one receiver is at least. I'm sorry. We did forget somebody. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Because the Raiders have been so forgettable, but even in a forgettable year. So, So there you go. Top ten. I think he's top seven. AJ's top seven. All right. Um, Because Mike Evans, Devontae. Boston Scott has 16 career touchdowns. Ten of them are against the Giants. All hail the New York Giants. <laughs> That's amazing. That is just such an incredible stat. Oh, my God. That's just free money, baby. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody on Twitter complaining about how the Eagles offense looked and, like, this, that, and third. They were not going to give away anything that they're going to do in the playoffs. They were just trying to get by, win the game however they could, and they did that. They won the game. That's all that mattered. It doesn't matter how you win. There's no style points in the NFL. It's not like college football where, you know, you got to show off for a committee. You win, you're locking it up. So, Mm -hmm. Eagles are the one seed. They win the NFC East, which Pitts, can you tell me the last time the NFC East has had a repeat back-to-back winner? 2012. Keep going back, my brother. 2006. Keep going back. Back? 1998. You can come a little forward. 2001. Come a little forward. We're getting closer. 2003. 2003 and 2004 was the last time the NFC East had a repeat winner. Which was the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, in the Andy Reid like, heyday. Um, oh, and then his heyday, yeah. Every single year following that has been a different winner in the NFC East. That's absolutely insane to me. Like, as someone whose team dominated their division for basically an eternity, like, I that would just, the amount of talent or lack thereof, it doesn't matter. Like, that just, it's just chaos in that division every year. It Ready just, for it? volumes to the every team in that division 2004 was the philadelphia eagles 2005 was the giants 2006 was the eagles 2007 was the cowboys 2008 was the giants 2009 was the cowboys 2010 was the eagles uh 2011 was the giants 2012 was washington can you tell me how washington won the division in 2012 they beat the cowboys right it's because rg3 was their quarterback RG3, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, 2013 was the Eagles. 2014 was Dallas. 2015 was Washington. 2016 was Dallas. 2017 was the Eagles. 2018 was Dallas. 2019 was the Eagles. 2020 was Washington. 2021 was Dallas. And 2022, the Philadelphia Eagles. 18 consecutive years that the defending NFC East champion did not repeat the following year. I have a hot take. It is January 8th, 2023, as we record this. Okay. 2022 and 2023 is going to break the streak. The Eagles are going to win the division next year. I could, That's not like a bold, bold prediction. I, it's I, tough. I it's, it's been 18 years. It has been 18 years. <laughs> Numbers never lie. <laughs> Numbers don't lie. Check the scoreboard. Uh, but 
absolutely insanity. It's been it's crazy. Like that long. But if there's any team to do it, like I don't see the Cowboys doing it next year with no. their inability to find a coach Jerry Jones is satisfied with. As the LaShawn commander. McCoy once said on national TV, Dak is ass. He really is ass. I'm Dak not gonna is lie. ass. Um, I can't believe that I traded for him in fantasy and had to give up Jared Goff. Like Oof. I'm pissed about that. Uh, it, it just it, like the fact that Mike McCarthy is, I would say, a fine coach, and there's just rumors like he should be fired. And it's like, really? Does, like, Ma- I don't does McCarthy keep his job if the Cowboys lose to the Bucks? Which I think they're going to lose to the Bucks. No, I don't think he does. Honestly, I really don't. And How many draft picks do you think him. Jerry? Jerry Jones is willing to throw at the Saints for Sean Payton. <laughs> We're getting into like Ditka category. Um, I think Jerry Jones, being the dementia dumbo he is, <laughs> I'm gonna say he's gonna give a first round, a first or second rounder every year for like five years. But like, it's worth it. I love that. I love Sean Payton. He's really he's a cowboy through and through, and you know he just sees the vision. And Zeke is gonna run the ball. It's like we we traded Zeke, and then that's when Jerry Jones passes out with shock. Like that's how the cowboy story ends. Oh, I love it. And then they have to sign Tony Tony Pollard because he's a free agent at the end of this year. I think exactly. They have. He's gonna get the bag. Somebody's gonna pay him buku bucks. Well, like. How much should they pay him? In all honesty, how much should Tony Pollard realistically get? If you're signing him to be the guy, I would like say like thirty-six million. For how long? Three years. With a fourth year option, maybe. Okay. How old? It might be like, more. It might be I, more though. It might like. He's he's probably gonna garner like at least ten million a year, which is crazy for a running back. But it is that's why like we've seen if you this is what I don't understand is there's teams that have won the Super Bowl that you can go back and check, and if you look at every team that's won the Super Bowl over the past, I'll go ten years just for for easy. Name me their star running back. Who was their running back? It's a no name for a reason. Here we go. Let's let's put in comparison some uh some contracts. This is from the Draft Network. What they think Pollard's uh contract could be. All right. Um. I want to look up. Hold on. I want to look up um, Super Bowl winners. Is I, I'm testing my theory with this. The Rams. So they said it, it's difficult to envision Pollard earning more than $7.5 million annually on a two- to three-year extension. Okay. So I was kind of in the right space. Like, Okay. So for maybe instance, like four years, $8 million a year, so like $32 million. All right, that's fair. But all right, the last we'll go to, yeah, two thousand. Okay, here it goes. They say it should pace uh, Pollard on track for a three-year extension worth something in the neighborhood of nineteen and a half million, so like six point five million annually. 
That's what I would say. But that's that's, that's perfect. But that's I think that's from the Cowboys. They're oh, saying God. if they sign him to an extension. Um, oh, and that's not okay. But somebody's gonna give him crazy money, like so like, like a the- like a Rams or a uh, a desperate team like uh, the Texans. Yeah, they have Damian Pierce though. You don't need that. Like yeah, maybe... but it's the Texans. They sign dumb contracts all the time. Uh, you know, maybe like uh, Chicago if they let David Montgomery go. Um, trying to think of other teams. The last names, big names I see from like past Super Bowl winners. That had a superstar running back. The Eagles, JJ. Oh, get out of here, Delco, dude. All he right? was a star at the time. He that did. was a crazy trade. Yeah, I'm, it was. He was also on a rookie contract, though. Exactly my point. Um, though, Edron James for the Colts. Okay. In 2006 would be the superstar. It was, it was Marshawn Lynch. Okay. What did they do with Marshawn Lynch when they had the chance to have their superstar running back? Right. But I'm saying, like, if you're talking, like, the last team with a superstar running back that won a Super Bowl, it's it's Marshawn Lynch, I think. It's just bananas. It just, it's bananas to me how running backs get paid so much money and in the grand scheme of things to build a Super Bowl caliber team, it means diddly squat. Like, go spend that money on a pass rusher or a linebacker. Give a little bit more of that bonus or money to the quarterback so he stays and is happy, but you're not overpaying him. Give it to, like, give it to a safety for God. Like, give it to someone who you know needs to make a difference every time they step on that field. So, Tampa obviously signed Leonard Fournette when he got cut. Yep. Um, Who was... Uh, yeah, I mean, Marshawn in 2014. Uh, was that a big contract, though? I I forget what his contract was. For the time, probably. He was older, though, at that time. Because remember, Marshawn, Marshawn was not originally a Seattle Seahawk. Exactly. He was he drafted was... by the Bills, which talk Man. about an all-time like Bills Mafia player. Oh my! That dude embodied Bills Mafia. He really did. Um. Yeah, I mean, I can't. There's no reason. There's no reason to pay a running back more than ten million dollars a year. There's not. If you want to give him nine because he's like a Christian McCaffrey or like a guy that can do that, like sure. But you cannot give a guy who I would say touches the ball 20 times a game. Quarterback touches it all the time. You know, he's your, pretty much your captain of the ship. Pay him the most. But then you have to think defense, too. Who are the guys on defense that need to make an impact every play? It's a pass rusher and a linebacker. Like, that's where you overspend your money. I might yeah. be old school, but my way of thinking won six Super Bowls. So. Unless, you're, uh, unless you're the Cowboys and you pay Zeke six years, $90 million. <laughs> Yeah, that's why they live in the fucking past. Um, the <laughs> so the Eagles clinch the one seed. They have the bye round one. 
uh, and this is what the NFC playoff picture looks like uh, as of this recording. This will potentially change, potentially not, depends on what happens on Sunday Night Football. Um, but the one seed is the Philadelphia Eagles. The two seed, San Francisco 49ers. They leapfrog the Vikings. Um, the Vikings are the three seed. The Bucks are the four seed. Cowboys are the five seed. Giants are the six seed. Those are all firmly locked, entrenched. Seven seed is going to come down to the Packers and the Seahawks, just like everybody chalked it up to be back in August. Um, Packers right now at a 68.9% chance, according to ESPN. Seattle at 31.1%. Packers win. They're in. Packers lose. Seattle's in. Um, I don't know who I want to win that game or, you know, win that seven seed just yet, but this is how the matchups are going to look Wild Card weekend. It'll be the seven seed at the 49ers. It'll be the Giants at the Vikings and the Cowboys at Tampa Bay. I want the Bucks to humiliate annihilate the Cowboys. Brady's playing his best ball right now. Which yeah, is scary. Forty four years old. Forty five. Forty five. And two 45. zigzags. Baby, that's all he needs. <laughs> well, he's he got nothing else. He literally said, Fuck my wife, fuck my family. I'm gonna dominate the sport of football for another half of my life. He's played the sport for his half of his life. More than half now. Cause days have gone that's, by. That is absolutely insanity. Like it's I want the I want the Bucks to destroy Dallas, but then, you know, Brady lose all his powers again. Giselle, come take the powers back after they beat Dallas. Or she like sure. shows up in the stands with her new boo. Because it'll be because the Eagles will play the lowest seed remaining out of the bye week. What seed are the Bucks? Six. The four seed. Because they won oh, their four, division. They did win the division. That's right. Giants are the six seed. Cowboys are the five seed. Packers or Seahawks will be the seven seed. Um, if I'm you, I would want to play the Seahawks. I don't know how that's going to happen, though. See, my thing is, we beat the Packers already this year. So it's like we know how to beat them. And, and like, Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs is. In the playoffs, he's. Yeah. But, like, they don't scare me. Like, if we can stop Aaron Jones, the Packers don't scare me. Granted, Rodgers is playing much better down the stretch here, but the Packers don't scare me, like, from a matchup perspective of Eagles-Packers. Seahawks is tough just because, like, did you see Geno also broke single-season passing record for the Seahawks as a franchise? He broke Russell Wilson's record (laughs) for a single season in passing yards. Bro, Geno Smith should get a key to the city of Seattle. Like, I'm sorry, but, <laughs> but that they man, ain't right back. <laughs> that that man deserves all the praise because he is not that bad of a quarterback, but got the absolute. He's worst. gonna win comeback player of the year, by the way. There it is. That's your comeback player of the year. Remember you said should be earlier. Brandon Graham, but it will be Geno Smith. It will be Geno for other reasons that are not physical. Um. So. So, yeah, that's the NFC playoff picture. Lions just miss out, um, but they'll be back. I think they are on the upswing. Oh, they are. Thank God. But, I mean, it it was heartbreaking. To have Baker Mayfield decide your season, I I now can sympathize with 
Cleveland and Carolina fans because holy shit. Um, that was the worst. Like I saw him. The worst part is I saw him like point downfield and I go, oh, no. And I'm, I, I see it. It was like the like, it was like the TikTok. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, okay. oh no, 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 no. It could. OK. And then I see Van Jefferson. But like he slows down a bit. He was wide open too. wide open. And out of nowhere, just Quandre Diggs just snatches it. And Former I lion. Yelled. And my parents are like, what are you yelling about? The li-? I'm like, the Lions. And my dad's like, the Mary and the Lions, obviously. Come on, Marianne. Fucking brutal, dude. Uh, so that's your NFC playoff picture. Your AFC playoff picture looks like this. The one seed, Isaiah Pacheco and the Kansas City Chiefs. Shout out to the boy. Almost had a 1,000-yard rushing season this year. That would have been insane. 960 yards on the ground and eight touchdowns for Pop. Um, the two seed Buffalo Bills, the three seed Cincinnati Bengals, the four seed, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the five seed Los Angeles Chargers, the six seed Baltimore Ravens and the seven seed, the Miami Dolphins. They sneak in, uh, with just a dreck of a game against the Jets this afternoon. That was that was fucking foul. That uh, game. That was rancid. 11-6. When have you ever seen a game end with the score 11? I wonder if that was Scorigami. Oh, it might be. I think it should be, too. Scorigami. Let's see. It should be Scorigami. Uh, let's see. I'm checking their Twitter right now. No free ads, but shout out Scorigami. No, you got to give them a shout out. They're awesome. Uh. Trying to find the game because it was earlier in the day. It was a one o'clock game. It was a one o'clock. Um, one of the that game was not on red zone, so we had another TV for red no zone. score. Gami, it happened one time before. Can you guess when it happened, Pitts? Um, nineteen eighties or uh, more in the future. Okay. Uh, to early two thousands, the year two thousand, January twenty third, two thousand was the Ooh. last time that score happened, and the only time that that score happened. Ooh, okay. All right. Um, so shout out Scorigami. Um, but your AFC playoff picture is a little more complex, obviously, because of the Demar Hamlin, uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Glad yeah. to see he's doing. A lot better. Was live tweeting the Bills game today, which was awesome. Um, shout out to Naeem Hines for the, the two <laughs> touchdowns returned. Unbelievable. Oh, I, Unbelievable yeah, I, performance. That was like out of a movie, that first one. Yeah, that like Josh Allen said in this press conference that it was spiritual, and I could not agree cool. more. It, it, like that is – that was – God having a sense of humor and being like, come on, dude, like you need to give this like first touchdown, first play they touch the ball. Of course, they're going to score like that's how it should happen. So this is what happens with the AFC because of it, because they canceled the Bengals and Bills game completely. If the AFC championship game winds up being Chiefs Bills, that game will be played at a neutral site. I love that. To be determined, I guess. 
Um, I was talking about it tonight when I was uh, at dinner, and my prediction for where it will be held is um, Atlanta. Why Atlanta? It's far enough away from both like fan bases to be quote unquote neutral, and it's a dome. Okay, I like that reasoning. I do. Um, relatively like new with stuff and everything. And it would be cool for the fans too if they are able to get, you know, Bills and Chiefs fans there because of uh Arthur Blank being a kick ass owner. Uh all yeah. concessions and stuff being the cheap prices that they always are, no matter what the event is. It's like two dollars for a hot owner. dog, two dollars for a soda, four dollars for a beer, like they do you great stuff. It. You can't beat that. I wish. Be, is it true that they have a Chick Fil A in their stadium? Uh, I believe so. And I think there's one that, in the Fox Stadium too. But obviously they play on. But you know, yeah, yeah. That's my point. Is that we're really like the football team has a Chick Fil A in their stadium. Yeah. It's like that's the most Falcons thing I've ever heard. I'm ninety percent sure, unless they like put a new chain in there that's like similar, but you know, open on Sunday. Um, that would go so against their whatever. That's a whole other topic. We got to talk about the AFC playoffs, and it's brought to you by our friends at Tomahawk Shades because you can be styling and profiling just like Dougie P and the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, just like Isaiah Pacheco and the Kansas City Chiefs, just like Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. When you watch playoff football, uh, go to TomahawkShades.com, guys. They've got sunglasses. they got blue light glasses. They've got your snow and ski goggles. If you're going to the mountain to fresh, you know, shred that fresh pow, shred the gnar, uh, TomahawkShades.com, and you guys can get 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com with our code USP. That's code USP for 25% off at TomahawkShades.com. Stay styling and profiling all NFL playoffs long with Tomahawk Shades. Uh, Dougie P and the Jaguars, AFC South champions. It's awesome. I'm so happy for him. I said at the beginning of the season, watch out for the Jaguars. The, the plain fact that Doug Peterson, after a year off, comes into quite arguably one of the worst situations in football history with the Jacksonville Jaguars after the Urban Meyer debacle. And completely flips the culture around, completely switches it up, and makes it just a place where players want to be. You know, they get clowning free agency for signing Christian Kirk. Hey, I'd love to see everybody's receipts on that. What a season Buddy had in Jacksonville. And, uh, Doug Peterson is one of the best coaches modern NFL has ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because he was the former Eagles coach. Look at what he's done as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously wins a Super Bowl, but like culture wise, like he had Carson Wentz at his best. Yeah, that's the greatest unsolved mystery in NFL history. He right he took teams to the postseason that no like other coaches would not have been able to do it. Uh, you know, goes into just a uh, maneuvers through a pandemic season when the quarterback 
becomes a flat-out diva after drafting Jalen Hurts and maneuvers through that, becomes the scapegoat for Carson Wentz tanking his way out of Philadelphia, takes a year off, goes down to Jacksonville in a horrific situation, and very similar, you know, Doug Peterson was hired. People forget, Dougie P was hired in 2016 because the Eagles had just fired Chip Kelly. Wait, I was thinking, I was trying to think to myself, who did Dougie P replace? And I, yeah, the fact that it's Chip Kelly is just, that's icing on the cake to this whole little soliloquy you got going. Keep going. I'm, I'm, and like, Chip's a great, great college coach and, and does well at the college level. So, but he's not a great NFL coach, in my opinion. Um, Dougie P goes down to Jacksonville after taking a year off, reassessing everything, and. Turns Trevor Lawrence into the quarterback at the NFL level that everybody expected him to be. Turns that offense into a well-oiled machine. Goes through the bumps and bruises of, you know, just a team that's that's young and trying to find their way. And navigates it to a point where they are fighting for a division title in week 18. And win the division in primetime. Saturday night football, which is the most Jags-Titans thing ever. Back. Playoff <laughs> like, on the line Saturday night on ESPN Jags Titans like that is the only thing it's missing so, is it wasn't on Amazon Prime yeah it wasn't on Thursday that's incredible that's it was the most Jags Titans like put it in the books I mean like Doug Peterson has been a, a coach from 2016 to 2020 and now 2022 until whenever you know his Jaguars tenure comes to a close it's remarkable how good of a coach he is. And you know why? It's because players love him. Players He's a love lovable him. coach. He's an inviting coach. He makes the environment around the team a place you want to be. And that's why Doug Peterson is so successful. He's not, you know, the brain genius that Sean McVay is, that Mike McDaniel is, that Matt LaFleur is. He's just a lovable, I played in the NFL, I coached under Andy Reid, I learned from some of the best, and have made this thing my own. I couldn't be happier for Doug Peterson, man. I couldn't either. I'm so happy that the Jags, too, are getting this opportunity, because the Jags had a chance at glory with the whole Blake Bortles team and Jalen Ram. Like, they... That team should still like low key be together. They were a kneel down away from playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl in twenty seventeen. Unbelievable, and the the fact that they are just getting back into the swing of things of being a contender, a threat in the AFC, a potential back to back division winner, all because Doug Peterson came in and changed the culture. Like it that speaks volume to how important a head coach that the players like is to a team's success. Because, yeah, Urban Meyer may know more when it comes to, like, X's and O shit, but, like, you can't be going around kicking your kicker in the shin and calling him a dipshit. No. Like, you can't be... There's so many examples. Like, Bill Belichick obviously has his culture and players will buy in. Andy Reid, another lovable coach, knows the game. 
I mean, I'll even point to the Giants this year. Brian Dable's a fantastic. Yeah, coach. you got to give credit where credit's due. Honestly, like fantastic. Nick Sirianni, another guy that the players just love to play for. Like, there's so many coaches in the NFL now that like they just make it fun. They make it what it's supposed to be. Dan, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, Everyone. yes, another Campbell. great example. Came in where no one wanted that job after Patricia. And Dan Campbell said, fuck it, I'll take the challenge. And look where he's brought them. Yeah, yeah. they might not be in a playoff right now, but look at the future of this Lions team with Dan Campbell. Look at Carolina with interim coach Steve Wilkes. You're Bro, telling me Steve Wilkes? Panthers, ooh, the fact the Panthers had a shot at making a playoff is remarkable. You're telling me Steve Wilkes is not going to be a candidate for a head coaching job either in Carolina or elsewhere this offseason? You're kidding yourself. But He'd then you look at the teams, you look at the teams that don't have that environment. Another coach that has that environment, they're just like in a rough year, is Mike Vrabel. That's different. Yeah. Mike Vrabel is a guy that. A weird injury laden year. Uh, Mike Tomlin, another one that, like, oh unbelievable. Yeah. Congrats to Mike Tomlin on the record. 16 winning or 500, like, never a losing season in 16 seasons as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Unbelievable. But then you look at some coaches around the NFL. Mike McCarthy, like, does he give off that energy? Not really. Ron Rivera, not like he did in Carolina, I would say. Uh, Sean McVay now, not really. Yeah, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, no. Cliff Kingsbury is the biggest fraud of a head coach I've seen <laughs> since my – oh, my God. He's just so bad and just not a leader. Like, he just no. gives off, like, cool guy vibes. Like, coach, what do we got to do here? Oh no, we're gonna run this play. We'll figure it out. Like, dude, you know, there's Matt coaches that like I would not want to play for. No, I would not want to play for Cliff Kingsbury. Like, I want to be motivated. Also, Mike McCarthy. I'm gonna say this comparison, and I hope you laugh. Um, gives off big young Sheldon dad vibes. <laughs> like they're the same person to me. That's. Fucking incredible. He's just the, the same person. That's the so great. Sheldon is just in, in this multiverse. It's Mike McCarthy. That is so good. That is so good. Holy like, shit. I love the dad from young Sheldon. I think of him as a father figure, but like, d does he really know what the hip and young teens are really doing nowadays? No, like that's incredible. It's just, I'm sorry, but like when I see him, I don't think NFL coach. I think great neighbor dad that I would love to grab a beer with. Like that's what you are. You know, we got to just have some self-realization. Self that is so funny. That's a great comparison. I'm Holy good. shit. That's so funny. That was like, it's like a clear mental picture in my mind right now. Of That just is like, hilarious. They're the same person to me. It's the it's the same picture. It's, it's it's the same picture. Oh man, that's so funny. Um, and I mean oh. the 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 Jaguars too. More on Dougie P here, real quick too. Um, can you guess the years the Jaguars have made the playoffs in their franchise history? Bits they have made the playoffs a total of. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. This will be the eighth time 
in 2022-2023 that they make the playoffs. Okay. Um, I'm going to – wait, how long have they been since 2000? I'm going to get – You can – it dates back past 2000. Okay, so 98. They did make it in 98. It goes back further than that, too. They, they were a team that long? Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 96? 96 was the first one. Yeah, they've been around from since 95. That was there. Okay, so 96, 98, 02? Incorrect. Uh, 2000? Uh, incorrect. Oh. Well, I know 2006 or seven. 2007 is correct. 2007, because they played the Pats. I know that. Um, well, I know 2017. Correct. Because that was Blake Bortles. Uh, 2015? Incorrect. 2014? Incorrect. 2017 yeah. was the only time in the 2010s that they made it. Oh. 2009? Incorrect. 2001? Incorrect. All right. What are they? So the seven times. 1996. 1997. 1998. And 1999. Were. Rushed in the late 90s. That was the Mark Brunel years. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then 2005. 2007. And 2017, and now 2022. That's what it was. David Garrard, right? Yes. Yeah. And oddly enough, in all of their postseason appearances, 2017, they played the Steelers and the Patriots. 2007, they played the Steelers and the, Patriots. and the Patriots. 2005, they played the Patriots. Uh, 2000, or I'm sorry, 1998, they played the Patriots. Uh, 1996, they played the Patriots. <laughs> This is going to be the first, first year. time they don't play the Steelers or the Patriots. That's that is that's an underground fact. That is unbelievable. The other teams the Jaguars have faced in their postseason history are the Buffalo Bills, who they will have a that chance to potentially play, uh, the Miami Dolphins, the Tennessee Titans, the New York Jets, and the Denver Broncos. They played the Jets in the playoffs? In 1998. That they is lo- like the grossest the playoff game. They lost to the Jets in the playoffs. That is like I simmed a Madden career, and this is what my AFC looks like. Like that is just so. They, they have NFL media would not allow that on their televisions. And they have one win all time against the Patriots in the playoffs, all the way back in 1998. 98. That 98. was Pete Carroll's last year. That was the one time. That they beat the the New England Ooh. Patriots in the wild card round. Yep, Every like other time, Carroll's it has resulted year. in a loss. Or no, Parcells. Excuse me, Parcells. Parcells, yeah. It was Parcells' year. Because Pete Carroll left sure. after 96. I wasn't born then. I just go from what I've learned in videos. You were born then. You just weren't cognizant then. Well, right? I was. I was being. I was a Bledsoe year. Yeah, I was being pawned off like a. Like a zoo animal to different family members. <laughs> Look at our little accident. It Look was Pete Carroll. It accident. was Pete Carroll. You were correct. It was Pete Carroll. Dude, see, I'm a wizard. Like, I'm a Boston sports wizard. 
That's another name to add. That was that was a Pete Carroll year. Yeah. So can you guess who the winningest coach in Jaguars history is? It will be Doug Peters one day. I can uh, almost assure Tom that. Coughlin. Yep. Can you guess Tom Coughlin's record as Jaguars head coach? How many years he coach? I'm not sure on that. Let me see. Um, I because I I don't want to say like an absurd number and then it'd be like oh it was like five. Like, he was with the Jaguars from '95 to '02, so seven okay, years. Okay, it's decent. It's decent. Um, I'm gonna go. I want to say like '76 and '42. 68 and 60. Okay, Doug Peterson cool. is going to squash that. Squash that, dude. That is like mediocre. Can you guess the Jags all time leading scorer as well? Last bit on the Jags here. Shout out Dougie P. Go get some ice cream. Um, leading scorer in the Jags. Leading history? scorer all time. Uh, I want to say MJD. Incorrect. Like is it Brunel? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's a kicker, isn't it? It's for the brand. Oh, wow. What's his name? Oh. Royks Raggy? It's Rosh Roby. Josh Scoby. Josh Josh Scoby. Josh Scoby Doby Doo. Josh Scoby being the leading scorer in Jaguars history is the just that's that just says everything you need to know. Ruby Ruby Roo. 1020. Royks Raggy? Like Zoink Scoop, we gotta get out of here. That was every Jaguars player when Urban Meyer was the coach. 1,022 points for Josh Scobie in his Jaguars career. Good for him. Good for him. Shout out Dougie P. Uh, The playoff picture pretty much set. Um, But before we continue, make sure you guys go check out our friends at Kenwood Beer. The official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. They're going to be part of our Phillies uh season-long tailgates our parking lot tailgate podcast that we're going to be doing uh also halftime score of lions and packers is quite nice hashtag uh six to nine um you guys can use the all-new and improved kenny tracker to see who's got kenwood beer on tap in the philadelphia area you can also get big kenny's at the wells fargo center now uh go to kenwoodbeer.com gotta be 21 or older to do so and of course please drink responsibly pits your, your second home of Detroit. They made a trade with Philadelphia in the MLBs. Oh, what we do? Wait, do you want to do power rankings first? Oh, yeah. I... Duh, duh, duh. I... We'll be back. Right. Timeout, timeout. Flag on the play. False start. KB. Five-yard penalty. Replay first down. Uh, it's Pat Pitts' power rankings brought to you by our friends at Trophy Smack. Guys, fantasy playoffs. I know it was a little dicey with everything that happened uh, in week 17, but I'm sure you figured it out. And now you got to get your trophies and your bling set. Uh, trophy Smack is the place to upgrade your fantasy smack talk all year round. They've got trophies. They've got belts. They've got rings. They've got metal wall art. Go get, go get your stuff. And I'm sure for everybody out there, too, that may not be into sports, I'm sure you got, like, survivor fantasy leagues like I do. I'm sure you got bachelor and bachelorette fantasy leagues. You can get stuff for that as you well because you can customize it all. Anything. Anything. So go to trophysmack.com slash underground and start upgrading your fantasy smack talk today. That's trophysmack.com slash underground 
trophysmack.com slash underground. Upgrade your fantasy smack talk pits. I'm going to set the stage here as we get set for the very first edition of postseason Patty Pitts Power Rankings brought to you by our friends at Trophy Smack, like I mentioned, and Pitts, hit the music. What? Oh, there it is. Okay. Your host with the most renaissance man who thinks he can a champion here with your power rankings of the week. Number 10, Panthers. It's incredible that the Panthers found a way to win by not throwing a touchdown but throwing two picks and still beating the Saints. Unbelievable. Sam Darnold, I love you so much. The Falcons at nine. The fact that the Falcons can end their season by saying, yeah, we beat Tom Brady in the Bucks without actually having to beat him is basically how every Falcons fan should feel. So I'm going to give you at the ninth spot. Texans, you said fuck them picks. We want them wins. And you give Lovey Smith the best present to end the year. And giving the Bears the number one pick, helping my boy KB cash out a future, you got to make the list. I don't care where, what your record is. You're number eight right now. Number eight on power, power ranking. Number seven, Seahawks. Um, I blame Baker Mayfield for the Lions, not you guys. Hell of a day out of you. And a season, to be honest, the fact, Geno Smith could potentially go to a playoff after this. Incredible. Number six, Dolphins. You scored 11 points in a game to get into the playoffs. That's pretty impressive. And it was against the Jets. Like, you couldn't have scored legitimate points, like 28, 35, whatever. Number five, Jaguars, Dougie P. I mean, honestly, round of applause, dude. You deserve all of it because you turned a dumpster fire into a Rolls Royce. Honestly, incredible what you're doing to the Jags. I hope you get a win in the playoffs. I really do. Uh, Commanders at four because you gave the Cowboys the best spanking I've ever seen. And you did it with Sam Howell. I was howling on my couch watching Cowboys just absolutely just lose. It's one of my favorite things to do now that I'm like a faux Eagles fan or like attached alliances. Uh, Number three, we got the Niners. I'll say it every week. I mean, you could put Mr. Magoo. You could put Buzz Lightyear. You can put John Goodman at quarterback. I mean, the line. John the Goodman. And this, you're still going to find a way to win football games with your defense. So, or you can just give it a CMC. Uh, so you're at three. Eagles at two. I, I mean, you did it. Congrats. You're in the playoffs again. You won the division. It took you a little bit longer, but that's what happens with injuries. And then number one. The Bills, because obviously for the reason they lost their teammate um, in that injury and he was watching from the hospital bed. But only that, you won for him. But you did another thing for Buffalo fans. You knocked the evil empire New England Patriots out of the playoffs. That's a win in itself. And as one of those evil empire followers of New England Patriots, I'm kind of bummed. So mission accomplished, Buffalo. You deserve the one spot for many reasons. Recapping for the people, Pitts. Give us the quick rundown, 1 through 10, of the going into the postseason power rankings powered by Trophy Smack. We got the Panthers at 10, Falcons at 9, Texans at 8, Seahawks at 7, Dolphins at 6, 5 are Jacksonville, WP Jaguars, Commanders at 4, Niners at 3, Eagles at 2, and the Buffalo Bills at the 1 spot. And those are the Patty Pitts Power Rank. Powered by our friends at Trophy Smack. 
had to fix that there for the layout for the people watching on the tubes uh great power rankings there um but Pitts, we are heading into baseball territories as the Phillies and the Detroit Tigers make a big trade as they they made they, they shocked a lot of people. I'll say that. It it brought a lot of uh eyeballs and a lot of what? Eyeballs. What? Eyes. What? Balls of eye. What? Brought a lot of attention. It brought Iris. a lot of attention. Thank God. Irises, what? Iris. Pupils, what? I, I, I'm not a scientist. I'm a uh, champion. Eye sockets, what? <laughs> that is a hell of a... Dude, we got to print that. I'm not a scientist. I'm a champion. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. <laughs> Get your merch. Oh, man. This, uh... This Phillies offseason headline brought to you by our friends at Kenwood Beer, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Gregory Soto is a Philadelphia Philly. Uh, Five-player trade between the Phillies and Tigers. It's a, it's an interesting one for a lot of reasons. It's a in, in terms of just baseball, removing emotion and all of that from the ordeal, phenomenal trade for the Phillies. This is, you know... Putting your chips in the middle of the table like Dave Dombrowski is known to do in his career as a GM, as a president of baseball operations. Trading from your surplus to go get superstar caliber players. Gregory Soto, a two-time All-Star with the Detroit Tigers. 30 saves last year out of that Tigers bullpen. Uh, He had a 3.28 ERA last season. He's a lefty, so you know pairs well in the back of the bullpen. Phillies are going to have... Four guys in the back of the bullpen that can nearly throw a hundred. You know your your back of your bullpen is going to look like this for the Phillies next year. Gregory Soto, Jose Alvarado, Sir Anthony Dominguez, and Craig Kimbrell. Not too bad. That's a, a collection bad. of relievers right there that like that looks fantastic optically. You got two lefties, two righties. You know you signed Matt Strom this offseason as well. Sam Coonrod should be back. Andrew Bellotti is back. Um, this Phillies bullpen is looking like one of the best bullpens of my lifetime, um, which is very exciting. Um, and you know, you just watch Gregory Soto, you know, pitching Ninja video, shout out pitching Ninja. Um, it's unbelievable the way the movement on his pitches happens. Uh, this is the craziest part. He's 27 years old and he's under team control pits through 2025. Wow. That's pretty good. So you have him under control for this year, 2024 and 2025. That's huge. You you get Gregory Soto, who is the star of this, uh, this trade, you know, across the board. And the Phillies also receive infielder Cody Clemens from the Detroit Tigers. And if you think it sounds familiar, well, it is. He's a first baseman, hits lefty, throws righty, and he is the son of should-be Hall of Famer Roger Clemens. My my guy. That's my guy. Last he year, rocket in the Pitts Cave. Cody Clemens last year, 117 at-bats for the Tigers, hit five home runs, 17 RBIs, 145 batting average. I mean, not great, 
but you know it's something that you send him to probably triple a to start the year let him get adjusted he's six foot one he's 26 so like you know he's in that range of like you got to start figuring it out but yeah um he's coming to the phillies as well with gregory soto in exchange for outfielder matt veerling utility infielder outfielder nick maton and number 21 Phillies prospect catcher Donnie Sands will all be going to Detroit. Great pickups for the Tigers. Those two guys in Veerling and Nick Maton are going to get unbelievable playing time uh, for the Tigers, which I couldn't be happier for them. Now from a vibes type of trade, from a vibe standpoint. Yeah, what, what, what are the vibes? How are we feeling? I'm very sad. <laughs> I'm really? very sad. Matt Veerling. Uh, and Nick Maton are big vibes guys from this Phillies National League Championship, you know, National League Champions roster. Mm-hmm. Um, they're part of the daycare, as we have dubbed the the young Phillies, uh, which includes Bryson Stott, Alec Bohm, uh, Brandon Marsh was a late addition to the daycare. Mickey Moniak was part of the daycare, and then it was Nick Maton and Matt Veerling. Um, those dudes are just fun. They're fun to root for. Matt yeah. Veerling did those those weird like looks like they filmed them on a, a back lot car commercial type of thing. Like he's one of those dudes, so you love that. Oh, that, that is and tough, yeah. you gotta love the guy who just has the stones to act like it's nineteen sixty eight and light up a cigarette in the clubhouse to celebrate a championship victory. I mean that And that's Matt Veerling. That is an ultimate vibes guy. I mean, it's just like cool guy moves. It really is like I not just, that we endorse smoking cigarettes, but it's no, just like it, it's, who I'm has the thought to, to do that? that. I'm trying to dance around that without saying we. I do. wanted to let everybody know we don't endorse the cigarette smoking, it. but it's like but, who has the thought to do that in that's 2022? What that's what I'm saying. Like when you're a cool guy, like you just yeah, I'm gonna light up. It's like wow, that guy's cool. And Nick Maton's nickname is the Wolf. And whenever we won, he would just he would just run around the the clubhouse and howl. Dude, oh god, that oh that is that is like a huge loss to the locker room. Like, yeah, I'm bummed. I'm bummed about that. That's like when the class clown is sick sick from school that day, and it's just quiet. Yeah, and it's just like we're losing a lot of vibes, guys, this off season. Like Gene Segura is now in Miami, um, which is like breaks my heart. Um, these two with, with Nick Maton, Matt Veerling, I'm trying to think of everybody else that potentially moved on this off. I mean, Noah Syndergaard was a vibes guy. He's now with the Dodgers. Like it sucks, but you know, that's the, that's the game we play with baseball. Um, I'm very happy for the careers of Nick Maton and Matt Veerling because those guys would where the tigers kind of are in their process of, of, you know, rebuild and everything. Those are two like cornerstone pieces of players that are going to get so much playing time, um, and it's going to benefit them. They're going to become better players. Mm-hmm. Detroit, if you're listening from the Detroit, Michigan area, uh, you got two unbelievable dudes, like human being-wise, coming to your team. Uh, I, I love both of them dearly. We'll always love both of them dearly. Um I couldn't be happier, you know, that they're getting an opportunity now to get extensive playing time. Um, 
it just sucks to to lose those kind of guys that you kind of attach yourself to. And that's what sucks about sports. You attach yourself to guys that you dub your dudes. I know. And then they just disappear and it breaks your heart when they disappear. It it's something I had to learn and I'm glad that I did learn that lesson covering college athletics because you're friends with them, but then you go back into, you know, work mode. And it's like, oh, it's a business at the end of the day. You know, it's not about, oh, do I like this guy so much? But it's, you know, how can they contribute to the team? And unfortunately, you know, vibes only get you so far with this. And I don't know. It, it is always sad to go. You have to just keep – you always have to think in the back of your mind, like, it's a business at the end of the day. Um, makes the pain go go away sort of. But Banners hang forever. And when they celebrate the 2022 National League champion Philadelphia Phillies in 10 years – uh, I can't wait to see Matt Vierley and Nick Maton back at Citizens Bank Park. Absolutely. Um, in honor of this trade happening, because obviously Roger Clemens is one of your guys, nice. and Nick Maton and Matt Vierling are two of my guys, and Gene Segura moving on, obviously. Oh, you're definitely one of your guys. Yeah, Gene Segura is like yeah. cornerstone my guy. Yeah. I broke the news that he was coming to the Phillies back in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, I say we do we do a tier ranking of Let's go. hashtag our guys the our, our guys. guys tier ranking so just okay. like we did with our nickelodeon character uh tier rankings we get a tier one tier two tier three and each tier gets three guys it can be from any sport um so you know reach from wherever you want uh let's should we just make it the four major sports um yeah because I'll have a one-up with lacrosse. There is a hashtag, my guy, from lacrosse. But we'll keep well, it to the four major for everybody at home. Your lacrosse is my wrestling, so there you go. We could do that. Yeah. So you can pull from wrestling. I'll pull from lacrosse if needed. Yeah. If ne if needed. If yeah. needed. Um. So we'll start with tier three. Pitch your okay. tier three hashtag, my guys. You have three in tier three. Okay. Am I going first? I'll let. Should you go first or should I go first? I know you went first with the last one. Yeah, you go first. All right. Host of the my most always. Three. Three the guests. Was the guest my tier three. three hashtag my guys. Man, this is tough. Uh, I think number one that I'm gonna go with. It's a current flyer. Um, Travis Konechny. He okay. where's number eleven? He chirps and knows how to get under people's skin, and I love it. Um, so I'm going to go TK for my first in Tier 3. My next in Tier 3, uh, this is a vintage one. It kicked off the process. Drew Holiday is one of my guys. I loved it's Drew Holiday. I have his autograph photo in my room. Uh, okay. And when they traded him to get the pick that eventually ended up being Nerlens Noel, I was devastated. I was like, what the fuck is this team doing? doing? Uh, but I love Drew Holiday. He's just a great dude as well. Um, mm. So Drew. Um, and then number three in my tier three is going to go to. Hmm. I'm going to say I'm going to go with, I'm going to pull my lacrosse player. 
Okay, you're gonna use the lacrosse card. All right. Kieran McCardle. Okay. Um, plays for the Water Dogs and the Albany Firewolves. Played for the New York Riptide last year. Uh, we have been championing on the Outside the Box podcast. Go listen, subscribe. Uh, Kieran McCardle for years. Finally had like an unbelievable season this past year in the PLL where the only players to score 40 points or more in the regular season was Lyle Thompson and Kieran McCardle. Um, Kieran ended up winning a championship with the water dogs in the PLL this year. He's been my guy, love him, you know, and when you have a guy who's that good at lacrosse, but he's also a second grade teacher in Brooklyn, like, Oh, he's a stud. Love Kieran. Oh, so That's Kieran's great. gonna be my t- in my tier three there. Uh, right. So pitch right. your tier three hashtag my guys. My guys, I'm gonna go Boston first and go with Marcus Smart because he's your he's guy, not my favorite on the team. But if you I love hear Marcus any slander, Smart. but if I hear any slander about Marcus Smart, and this doesn't just go like Fred, I, I say with my dad. My dad and I get in fights a lot about Marcus Smart. I will defend him. In his honor, because he is the heart and soul of the Celtics, whether people like it or not. Uh, so he's in there, tier three. Jared Goff going in at number two. Do you know? I was waiting for that one. Do you know how often I am waving? How Goffton? Defending the wall. Goffton. I am just defending the wall of Jared Goff. Yeah. I drafted him. Everyone was taking quarterbacks in fantasy this year, and I, t- I waited, and I methodically waited until the last possible time I could wait. And I got him in like the 13th round. And what does he end up this year? A top 10 fantasy quarterback leading the Lions. Lions low-key have the fourth or fifth best option. Um, or offense, I mean, not option. Offense in, in the league. And it's mainly due to Jared Goff. So I will defend Jared Goff till I die. Uh, and then three... I don't want to use a wrestling card yet because uh, I'm not there. I'm going to go hockey, though. And I'm going to go with a childhood favorite who another random athlete that Pitts loves for no reason, Paul Correa. I have a Paul Correa Mighty Ducks jersey. He was the first character I ever played with in NHL. I scored every goal I could. And then later found out, He's a humane legend, legend in college hockey. And after my time spending covering college hockey, have a little, you know, love for it, whatnot. And just the fact that Paul Correa was Maine's dominant guy. Yeah, you got to go there. So tier two now for me, um, I'm going to kick it off with baseball. Tier two, uh, number one is going to be Reese Hoskins. Whenever anybody tries to slander Reese Hoskins on Twitter, my spidey senses tingle. I sniff it out. I I catch a whiff. Reese is the glue of the Phillies locker room, of the clubhouse. Um, He's an unbelievable player, unbelievable human. And everyone who was trying to say, oh, well, you should trade Reese Hoskins at the trade deadline. Uh, We need to trade Reese Hoskins. The Phillies don't get to the fucking postseason or the World Series, mind you, without Reese Hoskins. We don't get that epic bat spike against the Braves without Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins 
is meant for Philadelphia. I hope he's here his entire career. I fucking love Reese Hoskins. I love his wife. She's an unbelievable vibes, like, player wife as well, buying beers for fans during the World Series and the playoffs. That Reese was Hoskins, electric, by the way. My guy. That was a Unbelievable. Unbelievable. She said, more beer, what? For, for the boys. The most more beer. The what? 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 We might have to get you a what shirt. I think we might have to get you a watch here. What? It's such a good one. That's incredible. Yes, Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins. That's definitely my guy. Uh, Next up on the my guy list. Trying to see if there's anybody that's on the shelf here that is a my guy. Oh, we're going to stick with baseball. Aaron Nola, my guy. Aaron Nola's been my guy. Since the day he got called up to the big leagues, I went to Aaron Nola's major league debut and was out in Ashburn Alley watching him warm up and running out of the, the you know bullpen. And we were out there doing chants of, he's our savior, back in 2015. Okay. This and then Aaron Nola ends up being the guy to punch our ticket to the postseason to end the drought. He's an ace. I love Aaron Nola. He's my guy. He's Tier guy. two, last one here. Um, trying to think. A lot of good picks. Who I could go with here. Um. Hmm. You have a lot to choose from. I do. Although you got to think tier two. That's the thing. That's what I'm thinking is that the, the tier system. That's why I put the guys in three because like golf at three because yeah. if I have anyone over golf, like I'm going to defend them more. You know, it's like kind of like a are you tier in my fab five? Uh, oh, I know who my tier two is. Okay. He plays for your New England Patriots now. Oh, Green Goblin, Jalen Mills. Okay, fair, fair. You can have him back, though, but, like, fair. Jalen Mills, I defended like no other his entire career in an Eagles uniform. I was heartbroken when he left. I love Jalen Mills till the end. Jalen Mills is my guy. Okay. Your tier two list, Pitts. I'll start off with this one because it's fitting as – Mason Poop Crosby uh, hit the field goal crossbar, misses the field goal, Lions going uh, going back on offense, thank God. Another Lions guy, and he's actually the reason I am a Lions fan to this day. It is Megatron, Calvin Johnson. It is not Matt Stafford. I actually used to hate Matt Stafford because I thought he was only just a cannon arm. You know, as we grow older, we learn more things about people and things change. But Calvin Johnson... <laughs> got me into being a Lions fan because of just he was the greatest football player I've ever seen next to the dude who led me to six Super Bowls. He's the the he is exactly what every coach at every level wishes they had at a pass catcher. And not only that, he's an amazing dude and got screwed too. The Lions screwed him by asking for that money back for his retirement and I want them to reconcile their differences. 
because if that if they do that, another dynasty. We got a dynasty brewing in the Motor City. Just saying. Bring him into the front office. Maybe a coach. Who knows? I'm just saying. I want everybody at home to know, too, our list. This is in honor of this trade. So Gene Segura, Nick Maton, and uh, Matt Vierling and Roger Clemens are not on our list. It is like the, they are the, the ethos of this list. Yes, the essence of it. Uh, number two, I'm going with a wrestler, but because you, he's my guy. I grew up watching him, and I've now listened to him. Has his own podcast now, Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. My buddy hosts it. But he, I've learned so much about him. I've learned about the industry a lot more. And not only that, why he's really my guy is after the tragedy with his brother of the DUI and whatnot, I reached out and, you know, I said, I love the pod. You've helped me so much with my wrestling knowledge and, you know, getting back into it. And he responded back to me through, you know, John. And he was like, you know, tell Pat that was the nicest message and all that. So if I can, you know, have that connection already and he reads my questions, I think every time I respond on the show and I ask good questions. That's the thing. Champion always asks good questions. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time that Matt Hardy and I get into the yard of streams for an interview. And when that is, I mean, it's just going to be a couple of guys chatting about the business. Just being dudes. One of my guys. Just guys being dudes. Uh, so that's two. You got two in tier two. You got one more for your tier two. I Megatron. I use Hardy. I already have my tier one, like, ready to go. Same. So I'm trying to – all right. This is ridiculous. But I don't care. It's SpongeBob SquarePants. He is my fucking guy. All right. I don't care that he – I do have to say – time out. I do have to say. We said four major sports and then our sport – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. My bad. I I lost – I got thought. I'll go back. I did think of that way, though. So you're not alone, but – okay. So then no Pablo Sanchez. Um, so that is my other guy. Um, for major. Um, I think I know one of your tier ones, but. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to go Poppy. I'm going to go David Ortiz because my team should be in tier one, obviously. But, um, you know, I mean, just the dude is the baseball equivalent to Tom Brady in my life. I mean, Anytime you need a clutch moment, David Ortiz was there. And the amount of times I've rewatched him hitting a home run into the Red Sox bullpen and Joe Buck saying, I'll, we'll see you later on tonight, is at the untie. And that, just hearing his voice, it's it's like comic. He's great on TV, too. He's amazing on television. He's an entertainer. He's incredible. So, yeah, I'm putting Poppy there. All right, my tier one. Number one, Brian Dawkins. He's the reason I became an Eagles fan, like, of knowledge, and I love Brian Dawkins with my whole heart. He's the reason I played football for a year. Uh, Brian Dawkins has always been my guy. Number two, Jimmy Rollins. He is one of my favorite athletes ever, wore my number, uh, and, like, I love Jimmy. Like, uh, he is the ethos of my inner child to this day. I love Jimmy Rollins. Um, And then my next tier one is 
I, it's Joel Embiid. Okay, good. It's Joel. Right, I like that answer. I went back and forth uh, between him and uh, BDE, BDN, um, Big Dick Nick, but everybody knows Big Dick, Dick Nick is Philadelphia's guy. Um, Joel Embiid, though, the amount of times we've had to defend Joel, uh, you know, from when we didn't even Joel Embiid is is such a fascinating player because like we didn't even know if he was going to be able to play, and then the moment he stepped on the court for the very first time, you knew something was like special about him, and then he's turned into just this megastar. Loves the city of Philadelphia, just wants nothing more than to win here. The amount of times we've had to defend him against the fucking, uh, you know, spreadsheet nerds about the MVP. Um, Joel Embiid is just forever my guy. Um, did Jamal Williams just score that touchdown? He did. Did it hit? Let's ride. That what was did the I last say? thing I needed. What did I say? Let's go. Let's have a day. What did, I, what did day. I say? What did said, I say? You said, we ride. let it ride. We ride. The, the, the champ is right. Listen to the champ. Okay, let's ride. When a champion speaks, you listen. We ride. For that let's reason. go. Shout out to you. I'm happy for you. I'm so happy for, for you. For everybody at home or just listening, uh, I just had another parlay so hit. I had another I had a big gambling day. Um, so there's my tier one. Brian Dawkins, Jimmy Rollins, Joel Embiid. Pitch, your tier one. I think I know one of them, but let's see if I'm right or not. Um. Okay, so number one probably is the easiest. He's the lord and savior of every mass hole ever, Tom Brady. Um. I mean – if you go on the street and ask who God is, I'm going to say like 60% of people in Boston would say Tom Brady. Um, he is the man that is the reason I'm a Patriots fan, the reason that I am a hard worker next to my dad. I mean, the dude is just everything you could want out of a role model minus the relationship advice. And it's just I, I just couldn't ask for a better person to guide me through my uh, childhood sports years in that. Um, was that who you thought? No. Okay, well, number two, we'll try again. He is Mr. Pedro himself, Pedro Martinez. Not who uh, I was Pedro, thinking either. Pedro Martinez is right now the number one favorite sport, Boston sports athlete over Tom Brady because Pedro, he left in not he's a He's both of our guys. And he's both like, our he guys. He played for both of our teams. Them. It's a different, different setting. And, you know, what he did for the Sox. Um, he pitched he in the did, World Series for both of our teams. That's incredible. That is really incredible. And the fact that he was like Pedro and Brady, I would say both have that killer instinct in them. Um, I would say with their position with Pedro, you got that fun side, like the goofy, you know, like the, the, this type of thing with him and Manny, like that's how I would would be in any sport I was in. I just wanted to be that fun guy. Like when it's go time, oh, Pitts is in a mode. But like on the bench, I want everyone having a smile on their face. And that's what Pedro did too. And I mean, also the fact that what he did in the All-Star game at Fenway in 99, I don't think will ever be replicated. So that moment too. And then uh, number three, if you smell what Patty Pitts is cooking with number three. It is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That was not, not what I was thinking cool. either. Really? Interesting. No, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the absolute reason why I am the biggest wrestling fan to this day. I got when a little insight personal story here in the underground. 
when I was born, my parents had no like real room for me. Obviously, they didn't really think I was coming. And so my brother got moved down to the basement where I am and we had a pullout couch and he lived down there. So I would hang out there and he watched wrestling. So the first time I ever watched wrestling was with him and The Rock came out and my eyes are just glued. Like, who is this guy? Like, he's electric, all this. And then I found a videotape, a VHS for I know a lot of our listeners probably don't know what a goddamn VHS is, but I watched that thing till it like the film came out of this rock tape where it was just him going through Miami, you know, kind of going on the road doing matches from that year. Uh, you know, him throwing out the first pitch at a pirates game. Do you watch young rock? It was, it was a, huh? Do you watch young rock? I haven't because I'm just, I just haven't thought of it yet, but I I know, I know one of the writers on the show. Really? Yeah, he hosts the Rice Ricky Sanchez Sixers podcast. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh shit! Because see, I like the prem the premise of the show, and I would like it from the the um, entertainment standpoint of you know that element. Uh, even though I know like all his whole story at this point, but The Rock is like the reason why I I just obviously wrestling, but he's inspired a lot of uh, you know pitisms, we'll say. And uh, the dude is just an absolute electric factory. He does everything. The man does everything. I'm going to throw an honorable mention for each of us. Uh, one just popped in my head now that, like, I don't know why I didn't mention it, but it's more of a podcast. Our guy, it's obviously Nick Castellanos. Oh, my God, dude. Like, that Nicky guy, C yeah. is our guy. Um, he is the greatest and international sports call ever. Like, the podcast, our guys. Obviously, Nick Cassianos, his mom, listens to the pod. Brother listens and follows Incredible. the pod. Shout out to Nikki C. Mike Scott, obviously. Mike Scott, the boy. Our guy. Um, Mike Scott actually is going to replace Drew Holiday. Who did you think was my guess? That's what I wanted. Um, and then the other my guy for the pod is, uh, you know, we have Jamil Demby, Isaiah Pacheco, and Will yeah, Parks. Shout out to the guys. Yeah. And Cole Irvin, shout out to the guys. My guy that I thought you were going to put in any of your tiers was Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey has fallen off from grace <laughs> real bad in the uh, Pitts backyard against Trey. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but he really let me down um, because he was, when at this peak, the greatest kicker of all time. And um, then he just, like, is not that good. And also the amount of times I tweet at him and I know this man does not use Twitter and is not getting boatloads of messages from fans. So it's kind of like a stand thing where it's like, dear Dan, I wrote to you, but still ain't calling like type of thing where I'm not going that extreme, but we're just, we're ghosting you. That's so funny. Uh, Yeah. I thought you were going to say Dan Bailey. That was the one. I still have. It is the only one of the few good things for my last relationship is she gave me a Dan Bailey Vikings jersey for Christmas, which that might have been the peak of the relationship. It might be the only one in existence. It She looked at me. It was like, do you know how like not common this is? I'm like, yeah. Do you have you met me? I mean, <laughs> of course you're gonna get me a jersey of some player you've never heard of. And the funny thing she was like, what is your? You know, my parents are asking, what do you get, Pat? And she's like, oh, a Dan Bailey jersey. And her parents are like, what? Like that you just said a random name to me. Like oh, uh incredible. But yeah, I also have a fun question too. Who do you think is a future hashtag your guy? 
future my guy like has the potential to reach that echelon i think matt strom has that potential for me okay i'm shocked they didn't put brashad perryman in there but yeah that too the, uh he will that's your honorable mention that's an honorable mention tier three maybe um just because like I, he literally ghosted himself like i haven't seen anything of him uh as of late but um who is a future my guy Honestly, I kind of want to. I'm going to go Hutch, Aiden Hutchinson, because I said for years that the Lions are a pass rusher away from making an impact in the league. He has said that since I've known him, ladies and gentlemen. And he could be it. You know, I don't want to jump, jump the shark and say he is after a season, but String along two, three good years, like 10 plus, maybe nine on a bad year, but the defense played well as a whole. He could be there. He could absolutely be there for me. So Hutch, I'm going to go Hutch. So there it is. That's the the tier tier talking of our uh, hashtag our guys, uh, which they ebb and flow. They can change. And obviously we have podcast our guys, which are the Mike Scotts, the Nick Castellanos, the Cole Irvins, you know. Those guys. Um, But, you know, from a baseball standpoint, Matt and I will dive more into this trade because I obviously have to get his perspective on Wednesday of everything with that. So we'll talk more about this Gregory Soto trade, what it means for the Phils then as well. Um, But Patty Pitts, it is the NFL playoffs. And there's some things brewing underground. Um, Pretty soon. Are Are you announcing it? I'm not announcing it fully because okay. we'll have a we'll have a formal announcement, but okay. Uh, obviously, we oh, have tried. <laughs> we have tried time and time again with fantasy football at this company, and it just hasn't worked. And when something doesn't work, you have to move on from it. Yeah, move on. Um, but we think there's something that will work that a lot of us do. Uh, and you know, there's some new projects in the works and, uh, I'm excited for them because this is, we're, we're right around the corner from getting ready to like soft launch our new show. We are, we're getting right around the corner. I'm excited. Excited to get back in the hosting game in the underground. Uh, you know, I've gone to the Gillette and practiced there a little bit with the champ, obviously here. But now I'm bringing it back to the underground, and we're going to get things going where I'm not just, in addition, a guest on the show, but I can be the host with the most on the show. So we'll, we'll be on the lookout. I'm excited. We'll have a formal announcement in a week or so, I would say. Um, but make sure you're following Pitts on Twitter, because you're going to see his type of content coming on the Twitter machine. Um, and again... For the people that are real ones, make sure you let us know in the comment section if you want us to make a YouTube channel specifically for our card openings. Because obviously Pitts and I open a shit ton of cards together. DJ and I open a shit ton of PLL cards together. We always make it a tradition for our Home Run Derby live stream extravaganza to open up baseball cards then. So, like, we're opening a lot of cards lately. And, like, a lot of cards, you know. Let us know if you want a separate channel for that, where this stays the the podcast and original content channel, and then the fun card openings go on a separate channel. Twenty twenty three is gonna be big time, but Pitts, your what are your excitement levels 
as we inch closer to uh, your new show. I'm excited. I'm excited because for a while we felt like, you know, I think we've talked about it that, you, you know, you feel like you're stuck in one way and have to do things a certain way. And, you know, after experimenting and doing stuff on the side and the year that's been, I'm realizing that there, there are no wheels. There are no tra- training wheels. There's no train on the tracks. It's just go down your own path, see what works, see what doesn't, and be yourself. I think it's the one thing I've learned in this entire year in 2022 is when you're when you are your true self, the best things in life happen. And you know that's the the motto and mentality I'm I'm leading forward and hoping to bring into the new year patty proverbs over here <laughs> dude i i mean that's i am a words guy i'm not a numbers guy big words guy i'm a big words guy <laughs> uh yeah i'm excited for your your new show um we've got we've had some new additions to the network as of late obviously the glue guys college basketball ramping up everybody out there too i just want to put this out there for the people because i did it i want you to do it don't get stuck at work on the Thursday of the college basketball NCAA March Madness tournament. March 16th is the Thursday. March 17th is the Friday. Treat yourself. Take off work. Put it in now. So that way when it rolls around, you get a nice little reminder two months from now that you're off for that first weekend of March Madness. You're not stuck in the cubes. You're not stuck at your retail job. Take off and enjoy March Madness. Uh, putting it out there for the people now. Public service announcement. Take off March 16th and 17th. Do it. Uh, the glue guys, though, they are part of the network now. Uh, happy to have Big Tom back. And uh, we'll have your new show in 2023. We got an original content series coming in 2023. We got the Jamil Demby documentary continuing filming in 2023. And obviously, you got our staples of, of shows: Underground Sports Philadelphia, Outside the Box, Get in the Hole, uh, Streamer Season, and Top Bins. And then, of course, our football shows: Eagles Enemies, which will go into playoff mode, and uh, the Dan Russo Show as well. Um, so, very excited for just the direction we're heading in 2023. I think we've got a nice like niche across the board we're covering a lot of topics yeah uh obviously not part of the network per se but you've got your wrestling show as well yeah that's really things that's really getting good um i will give a little promotion of that because sarah and i have been uh doing a lot of work with that on the side and trying that um we've been going live on her youtube and then clipping uh some shows uh some clips from it um that we think are the most newsworthy and whatnot and posted on the youtube uh, and then I go live on my Twitter, um, you know, after Raw and SmackDown. And then the Royal Rumble's coming up, Kyle. And I know you like to bet, and I know you like to throw money. And I know we like to do that in the underground. And uh, I'm doing a Rumble pool where you get numbers. And whatever num- person comes out at your number, that's what you got for the match. And then if they win, you take the pot. And we did in college. We, you know, I haven't what's, done it What's the buy-in? Years. It's like five, ten bucks. We keep oh. it cheap. We keep it cheap because I don't care about the money. I care about the nonsense that ensues in the ring. I might be in. I we'll might be in. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get it asking around. People see who's in and who's not. So. So there's that. Uh, make sure you guys are following us though across social media at Underground PHI. Follow all of our brands. 
it does big time for us. You know, we're growing. The the live tweeting of events is going to continue happening, hopefully across the board. Gonna, I gotta call out Stephen McAvoy. We got, we gotta be live tweeting these tournaments. I know, so Dick we can grow. Watching one, dude. I went upstairs. He's watching Century. The old Century. Like, the old Century tournament champions. Nice. Shout out Jake Dipple coming on the show for the first time this week. Very nice. excited for that. Um, but make sure you guys are following us at Underground PHI. Follow Pitts at Pat underscore Pitts. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. And uh, obviously, make sure you subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. It's where you get full video episodes of the pod. Uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon. Comment down below your list of hashtag my guys. Comment down below your thoughts on the birds clinching the postseason. The one seed. Are we going to the Super Bowl? Shout out to all the Delco dads out there. Let's go celebrate. Let's have a good-ass victory Monday. And uh, make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel, okay? That's what we got to do around here. We got to subscribe to the YouTubes. And, uh, you know, it's downtown A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts going to bring us to the promised land. Uh, make sure you guys get your merch as well. PHI Apparel Company. Uh, go to phiapparel.co. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off. Hoodies now available. They are fucking sweet. Like, I can't even tell you guys. Like, I'm ordering so many of these hoodies because they are just gorgeous. That streamer season one? Yeah, money. Wait, wait, waiting on that paycheck from that the underground one money. Pitts' like new show right? gonna have hoodies and shirts soon. Money. Uh, so go get your merch. It's the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing here at Underground Sports Philadelphia. So go get your merch. And uh, also, big th- shout out to our sponsors Main Auto LLC, Two Charms Pro Foot, no longer with us, unfortunately, but I would love to buy that building. But something's in there already. Uh, but Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. But this has been episode number 497, the Big Five Hunch coming up soon. It is coming up. Of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Patty Pitts, KB, it's Go Birds. Go Birds. And we'll catch you guys Wednesday night live and on Thursday on podcast form. But until then, we are signing off. Peace.